Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Commerce Club podcast. Today I'm talking to Ellen from Ellen's in Wonderland. She is a YouTuber and Instagrammer and an ex-fashion brand merchandiser. She also spends a lot of her time spreading awareness around the ups and downs of chronic illness. Over the past couple of years, Ellen has made a conscious effort to change her shopping behaviours from fast and slow fashion. She now thrifts much of her wardrobe from secondhand websites and charity shops. In honour of Secondhand September, in this episode, Ellen gives us her best tips on how you can start shopping more sustainably and thrifting your wardrobe. Hey Ellen, welcome to the podcast. Hey, happy to be thanks here. For joining me. Yay, thanks for joining me. Um, obviously, wanted to chat to you today as we are in se- secondhand September and I know that you uh, do a lot of thrifting so I thought we would have a little conversation about thrifting your wardrobe um, but before we start do you want to introduce yourself tell us a bit about you your background and what you do yeah so um, I am Ellen uh, my Instagram handle is Ellen's in Wonderland and over there I mainly talk about um, slow fashion in general so I started off talking about um, sort of just kind of how I was diving into slow fashion world making my wardrobe a little bit more sustainable and why and um, obviously as you mentioned it's secondhand September this month so I've gone full throttle and I'm shopping fully secondhand for September um, as I have been for sort of a lot of 2022 actually so I talk about it a lot over on my page um, and I'm also quite heavily involved in the chronic illness community as well and I talk about that quite a lot on on my um, Instagram and I also have a YouTube channel which is um you can find it under Ellen's in Wonderland but it's Ellen Kate as well so yeah quite focused on uh, slow fashion secondhand fashion and also the chronic illness world so that's my two kind of niches I guess as we call them. <laughs> Amazing. And I guess you've had a background in retail as well. You've worked in the retail industry. So I guess you've got, you've had that connection with, let's say, non-slow fashion as well (laughs) in the past. So tell us a little bit about your kind of relationship with the fashion industry and generally shopping. Yeah, so um, I, yeah, like you said, I worked in the fashion industry um, for quite a few years, actually. So um, out of uni, I worked in merchandising, um, so buying a merchandising world um, for, um, yeah, like you said, like fast, fast fashion brands, not the super high street fast fashion, but still equivalent they're not, not much different in how they're manufactured to buy fashion brands. Um, so I worked in that for quite a few years. And I also, um, I started my page very sort of, it was very, very focused around fast fashion as well. When I first started making YouTube videos, it was the typical kind of massive haul videos that um, are still really popular now. But I think around when I first started making YouTube and Instagram content, we like got about maybe like, 2014-15 haul videos were massive and I was definitely very much into making them because a I loved shopping I loved fashion um I didn't really know anything about the effects the fashion industry has on the people that make the clothes our planet um and I noticed that they basically help your channel grow really really quickly so um that's the kind of content I was making at first so my content was heavily focused around fast fashion Um, at the beginning and it was only around maybe like a few years ago that I really decided to sort of make the change and start thinking a little bit more about my like consumption of clothing. And what was it that made you switch that mindset your shopping behavior? Um, I think I was really heavily influenced by people that I was um, looking at on Instagram so I 
would use Instagram a lot for um, style inspiration. And um, if I had a piece of clothing and I wasn't sure how to style it, I'd look at other girls on Instagram, see how they were styling things. And I noticed I was really drawn to people that didn't really follow sort of the mainstream trends. And um, with their kind of them shouting about not following the kind of fashion trends, um, a big part of what they, a lot of them were also shouting about was um, slow fashion um, and sustainable fashion. And I started sort of reading more into it. I um, I think the first person I found was a girl called um, Venetia Lamana, and she is a, I'd say she's a fashion activist. She focuses on um, slow fashion, but it's very much about focusing on um, the account, calling out the brands that produce really, really um, high numbers of clothing. And um, so I think more of an activist than a, an influencer, I'd say she is. But I, um, I started looking a lot at her content and it really, really got me thinking. I was working in in fashion at the time, and kind of it, she she kind of got the, the cogs going about um, things that we were doing at work, the way we were interacting with suppliers, and um, the way we were manufacturing clothing. It made me think a little bit differently about what we were doing, and I kind of felt like the action I could take was to change my consumption of clothing and the way I was shopping. So I basically moved very slowly into um, changing how I shop and I think figuring out ways that, that I could do it really. So it was very, very influenced by, by things I was seeing online, I guess in the same way people are influenced by haul videos. I just fell into a different world and got, got quite influenced by that. And where did you start? Like, obviously, you've seen other people thrifting. Like, how did you then know where to start yourself with thrifting for your own wardrobe? So I've always shopped secondhand anyway, not completely. And so don't shop 100% completely, but getting closer. Um, and my mum was quite a big um, a big part of that. She would always take us to charity shops when we were younger. Um, and even when I was like a teenager, a lot of my clothes were thrifted um, and she was also kind of a big very passionate about if something's broken you can fix it so she would always like mend our clothes we'd have different like patches all over stuff and um, if I saw something I liked she would always find something else I had and kind of rework it to make it for me rather than buying something new and I don't think she really was thinking about what she was doing in terms of being sustainable she was just thinking about it in terms of um it's cheaper to do it this way you're going to get maybe get a better product if you do it this way and fixing your clothes when they're not 100% falling apart um is more affordable basically and I think that was definitely um kind of I've always had it had it around me so when I came to shopping and starting thrifting and shopping secondhand more it was something that came quite naturally I think yeah and where, where's your go-to? Like, if you're if you're thinking about buying secondhand clothes, where are the go-tos that you generally um, find great stuff from? So I think I'm very privileged to live in London, which has amazing charity shops and a lot of um, very like affluent areas that you can um, utilize for charity shopping. So um, I like to go to areas <laughs> like. <laughs> um, um, Marlebone High Street. Marlebone um, High Street, I was going to say that is amazing for the charity shop. <laughs> absolutely amazing. And obviously yeah. it's more expensive, but you are getting clothes that the quality is amazing or it's like something yeah. that would have cost thousands in, in a shop for maybe like £400, which is obviously still really expensive, but you're you're getting 
an amazing deal if you're someone that even if you're someone that shops designer anyway or even like sort of the high-end high street brands so I will always opt for a charity shop first um but if it's something I see so I still do follow a lot of like um girls on Instagram who do shop from the high street predominantly and if I see something they're wearing that I, I love I will always go straight to Vinted and search I don't know I saw a girl wearing a sort of brown uh, roll neck jumper the other day and I was like I want one of those in my wardrobe for autumn um, I could have quite easily clicked her H&M link and gone over and bought it but I thought do you know what let's just go on Vinted and obviously you type in brown roll neck jumper and there's hundreds of options because hundreds of brown roll neck jumpers have been made in a sitting on vintage waiting for you to buy or if it's something similar to that even like a specific piece I'll search vintage and see if I can find it over there before um buying it um first first hand buying it new that's what yeah. I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah so I I am very lucky that I've got loads of great charity shops around me so I do like to just sort of peruse through those on an every other day basis or block out some time to do it but if it's something very specific that I want I just go straight to Vinted and search it because everything is there and it's in my opinion better than Depop because people are um, more likely to reduce their prices because they don't have seller fees so you can get some really great deals on D um, Vinted it's yeah so great. Yeah I actually first learned about Vinted when I came back to England a few weeks months ago now um, yeah. and I didn't really know I've I, I've always loved charity shop shopping. Charity shop shopping is nothing better on a Saturday afternoon than just mooching around a charity shop. Like, I absolutely love it. Um, yeah. Particularly for, like, books and home stuff. I, I, yeah. I did get into clothes at some point, but I lived in Walthamstow, and the quality of clothes in Walthamstow was quite rubbish. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> the rest of it, like, the homeware and the books, I was like, I love this. Like, I'm in, like, my element. Um, but someone told me about Vinted, and I've always always like um sold any of my secondhand clothes through like ebay before um but i found that ebay over the years has become quite complicated for sellers and then somebody told me about vintage when i came home back to england and i was like perfect no selling fees um yeah. there's such a huge pool of people using the platform and it's really easy like they sort out all your shipping labels and everything so for you easy, as well so yeah. even from a seller's point of view it's like a really great platform but I did notice like how cheap I looked on there as well for a few things exactly what you said I'd do the same thing like if I want if I see someone wearing like an ASOS dress that's like sold yeah. out I'll go on to a platform and search for that dress as well because that's a great way to obviously find something that probably hasn't even been worn very often by that person that bought it originally um, yeah. and then you're getting a bargain as well um but do, do you also sell on vintage or do you just shop yeah I sell on vintage as well um I've only started recently actually though um just because of I've had a box that I've of stuff I've had on Depop for years and I was like you know what just put the whole box on Vinted um and see what happens just because I was I was a Depop girl I've been selling on Depop for years um and put the whole whole box of stuff on Vinted and I'd say most of it's gone within like a week and a half most of it was sold and wow. um like you said like it's so much easier because of that um postage all sorted for you as well I literally pop to the shop across the road show them all my barcodes all my stuff's gone don't I haven't had to pay a penny for it the money is in my account within a, like a week or so it's so easy to do as well um and I think yeah it's a, I so I make a charity shop pile of my clothes when I'm doing clear outs and a vintage pile and I'm going to get everything or what well, it used to be Depop it's going to be vintage now and get everything on there just because they make it so easy for you yeah, I do exactly the same. Anything that's like, okay, this is not going to be one. No one's going to want to buy this. <laughs> I'll take yeah. it to the charity shop. 
Um, but if, if it's like good stuff, which I know is like labels that people search for, like yeah. Zara, shop, whatever, um, I would always put that on like a selling platform because you know yeah. that exactly like people like yourself, like that are actively looking for secondhand clothes, um, definitely will go and search for those those brands. So I think it's um I think it's great that like you can reuse something that somebody else no longer has use for yeah definitely and I love that my clothes like I love there's nothing more I love than when someone asks me where my clothes are from and I get to be like oh it was someone else's once I thrifted it from this place or I it's from yeah. a charity shop I just I love it and then everyone goes you've got to take me charity shop shopping and I'm like it's luck of the draw <laughs> you've got to just it keep is. going to turn off <laughs> It is definitely luck of the draw, which is why it's easier when you are online. Because if you physically, yeah. I remember once, so I actually, a few years ago, um, had this idea that I was like, right, okay. I, Because I, I used to love, I said, I love charity shop shopping. I was like, why don't I start a business where I go around all the charity shops and I find the best bits and then I put it either on my own platform or like create a little secondhand marketplace, basically. So yeah. I had this great idea. And I remember going to Camden because there's also quite a lot of cool charity shops in Camden and also uh, Finsbury Park in London. Um, and I remember dragging myself around the shops for a good like seven hours. <laughs> and I came back with like loads of loads of stuff. But my God, it's like searching through. It's like when you go into Primark sometimes and it's really, really messy. <laughs> and you're like, oh, I just can't be bothered. Yeah. Because um, you just can't find anything you want. But you do definitely have to have a bit of patience and also kind of know what you want. Because I think if you go into a charity shop and just look, that's great. You can you can definitely try and find something. So I'm sure you'll be able to find something. But if you're a bit more specific and you say, right, okay, I want like denim shorts, which is a great, great thing to get secondhand, I personally think. Particularly if you there's a lot of like Levi jeans, you can cut them make them shorts and whatever um yeah. but at least you can go to you don't have to get overwhelmed by that um but going into the store and like searching you can literally go straight to like the denim short section on t-shirt section whatever it is that you're looking for um and try and figure out what it is that you want to buy and find something in that way because otherwise I do think sometimes it can be a little bit overwhelming which is why vintage depop all of that the online platforms have actually made that way easier I think yeah and for a lot of people who don't have like the luxury of time to go and troll around the charity shops I think there is always that element of like thrifting and secondhand shopping being a little bit elitist in terms of people have got time to do it because it's not just the the price of it it's yeah. whether you've got the time to do it and also the um the sizing element as well where there's a lot less of, of yeah. plus size clothing in the charity shops as well which I think is why uh, platforms like Vinted make it so much more accessible and so much easier because you could just do it on your phone you can filter on the size you need and yeah it makes it so much more accessible and also not everyone has um accessibility to uh great good charity shops like if you're living yeah, definitely. in a village in the middle of the countryside there's probably not going to be like a local charity shop um yeah. but obviously we've had the benefit that we've we've both lived in London and there obviously are a lot of charity shops, particularly in, in a lot of cities. And I know, I remember I went to Bristol and Bristol had some great charity shops. I think like Manchester, like Manchester, bigger cities yeah. definitely have a lot of um, that that's easy to access. But if you if you don't, then obviously Vinted and Depop is a great place to start. Yeah. Um, so, so other than shopping then for like clothes, how else do you kind of, do you incorporate sustainability anywhere else into your lifestyle? Um, I say shopping is definitely a big part of the changes I've made. I think I then do a lot of the things that 
I'd like to think most people are doing. I sort of take my own bags to the supermarket. Um, I carry a, a keep cup everywhere with me. If I'm out buying coffees, don't use plastic water bottles. And um, when I'm doing my food shop as well, I try and stay away from um, things that are in the soft plastics as much as as much as you possibly can. Um, just trying to like be really aware of waste I guess I'm also quite conscious of that with food so we're quite strict on we meal plan at the beginning of um the week we buy all the food that fits with that and there's little to no food wastage in our house as well um I haven't really moved into the um the world of sort of sustainable beauty and stuff yet I would be quite interested to get into that because a lot of people are obviously using like the shampoo bars the um like a bar of soap instead of using a um a shower gel bottle um I think I need to do sort of more research onto that well because it is definitely something I'd want to get into I tried sort of the little toothpaste capsules absolutely hated them because there's a lot of stuff that I've because I get I get sent quite a lot of stuff through what I talk about on Instagram and I'm trying to yeah. be quite conscious of what I say yes to in terms of that as well because I again think there's a lot of wastage when you're saying yes to lots of freebies that you don't haven't really researched and they're not really suited to you um but I did try some some toothpaste balls because of that which were awful but um I would like to try and move a little bit towards that as well um have cut down on meat that sort of thing um yeah I try I try and incorporate that practice what I preach as much as as much as possible but um I would say that where I was I guess so so into fast fashion and consuming so much I was I I love a Primark shop loved a Primark shop like um would be on like ASOS new in all the time um that was something that I knew I could change really easily um and I think is probably why I don't say it wasn't easy, actually, but I, I really wanted to change because of um, how much I was consuming. And I think that's probably why I focus so heavily on fashion. Yeah, I think I think a lot of consumer shopping behaviours are changing and definitely going more into this direction. Obviously, sustainability um, is, is a huge thing now. And this is one way that you can become slightly more sustainable by uh, thrifting your clothing and not purchasing something new um, and reusing something that somebody else didn't want. And I think it's become way more accessible, like we said, through online platforms. And um, it's, it's, it's a nice, it's a fun activity to do. Like, I think you kind of appreciate it a little bit more once when you've really had to work for what you're looking for a little bit harder and you've had to really search for that thing but um no I think it's really cool and like just going back to what you just said about beauty um it's interesting because obviously I live in Bali at the moment and here it's really hard to get some of the beauty products that I would generally use at home so I've actually had to become a little bit more um kind of conscious around the stuff that I buy here because for example, you can't buy tampons here. Like tampons do not exist. Yeah, I remember um, that when I was there. Yeah, like it's it's a nightmare. I went, when I went home, I literally bought like boxes and boxes of them because yeah. I can't get them here. Which, but for me, like I, I feel like that is something that I need, and I've been thinking about yeah. other ways to to um, to do that as well. But it's it's quite hard, um, and also like shower gel you can't buy shower gel in plastic bottles here like that doesn't exist it's like in reusable kind of containers and I feel like here obviously there's a massive waste problem here like in Bali like huge 
Um, yeah. So as much as they can do, and particularly around the beauty side of things, they actually do try really hard here for um, to make it a little bit more sustainable, which is really nice to see. Um, but sometimes I think it's really difficult. Like it, like with clothes, I think it's it's that's that's one thing. With with beauty stuff, where it's going on like your skin it's like sometimes preventing issues and stuff like that is it's a lot harder I think sometimes to change your change your mindset into um into thinking a little bit more sustainably but it's definitely something that we should all kind of strive to strive to do and see what little changes we can kind of make to make it a little bit um better for the environment I guess yeah whereas I think thrifting has become really sort of mainstreamed and I think a lot of people have charity shop elements to their wardrobe whereas like it's not as mainstreamed in the sort of beauty sector like Holland and Barrett have an amazing range of like plastic free solutions um but I don't think you're going to boots and get them there's not like there's not an option a lot of the time so it's like harder to try things out when the options just aren't really available unless you really search for them and unless it's something you're really interested in a lot of people aren't just going to be searching for it so yeah it's really different so it's kind of interesting to hear that it is it's the only option in in Bali for you in Bali it's quite hard yes. <laughs> I'm having <laughs> to adjust <laughs> yeah yeah um but no I mean that's a good thing right like it is um, I say that in jest like yeah. it is a good thing that I'm having to adjust like it's, it's it's a transition for sure like when you can't get something that you're so used to using same with spray deodorant you can't get spray deodorant here like sprays aren't really a thing because they're trying to yeah. be um like conscious of what they're putting out into the air so you know it's 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 a really good thing um it's just again adapting mindset to to start thinking a little bit more sustainably um yeah but that that's super interesting so for anybody that's like starting out thrifting and I've seen some of your outfits on Instagram and I know they're amazing there's a particular t-shirt that I saw you wearing the other day that I was like I need one of those <laughs> um, it's like a big I can't remember what it was it's like a big gray oversized big motif t-shirt I can't remember exactly what it Davidson was, I was like, one I think that was it yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, was t-shirt. I was like I need that um so anybody that's kind of starting out with changing their shopping habits and behaviors um what would your kind of top tips be um I would say go in with an open mind like just especially when charity shop shopping don't go in thinking I am gonna get this exact outfit and I'm gonna fit into this exact trend go in with an open mind if you see a piece you like try it on think about the things you have at home that you could style up with it um, and just play around with your with your fashion um and see see pick things you like and play around with it and have an open mind about about the kind of trend you're following and how how you want to look um I also think a great place to just start in general is to do a big wardrobe clear out um and see what you've actually got in your wardrobe I think there are so many of us that and I know this is how I definitely felt at the kind of the beginning of my journey I had drawers full of clothes a massive wardrobe full of clothes everything stuffed in it's unorganized and I just didn't know what was in there which meant that I would go out and buy new things and then maybe five months later realize I have two of something that are very similar that do the same job um, and now I really really know what is in my wardrobe so I know where I've got gaps I would want to fill or things that um, work together so when I'm in a charity shop and I find a piece I love I can be like right what have I got at home that works with this so do a wardrobe clear out um, get a little invent like make a little in- inventory of it all if that's something you'd want to do um, and kind of scale down the amount of stuff you've got and that can be like a really good starting point um and then also I I guess just 
if you that the kind of vintage one if you see something you like before buying it brand new check it on vintage and see if they're or depop or ebay and see if you can find either something similar or that exact piece because you'll be saving a piece of clothing from going to landfill and you're also probably going to save yourself some money as well so that's they're probably my top three tips i'd say great tips there and I think if we think about this as well like a bit more um on a wider scale like if you think about Love Island they've just obviously had that partnership with eBay so it's definitely yeah. becoming something that even um like the bigger shows on TV are kind of thinking about and it's becoming um something that needs to be talked about and uh utilized way more often I think so there's some great tips for people that want to get started um thank you so much that was super interesting um where can we kind of see your outfits for inspiration <laughs> yeah so um actually all throughout this month I'm uploading a new secondhand outfit reel to Instagram um in honor of secondhand September so um if you didn't know secondhand September uh, was started by Oxfam and it's basically pledging that you um are going to shop only secondhand for September and if you shop on Oxfam's online site they give you a discount for pledging and stuff like that but uh, so really cool live um and on my Instagram which is Ellen's in Wonderland I'm posting a new outfit every day so I'd love if you come over and check yeah. amazing well happy second hand september i'm looking forward to seeing these reels <laughs> and um hopefully we've inspired a few people to start thrifting i hope so thank you for listening to today's episode of the commerce club podcast hope you enjoyed the show if you have got anything that you think would be relevant for small product-based business owners to talk about that you'd like to come and be a guest on the show please feel free to reach out and contact me at sophie at i look forward to seeing you at another episode very soon